This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. All right. Welcome along. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day, good whatever, wherever you are. Uh, isn't it good to be a fox at the moment? Now, look. <clears throat> Those of you that follow me regularly, and welcome if you are watching me, like I say, on uh, YouTube or Twitch on Leicester Till I Die TV, you will know this. And if you listen to me 
on your favorite podcast platform. And this is Lester Till I Die, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, and your whatever. I say many, 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 many uh, platforms. You all know I like a joke as much as well, as much as the next man, if not more than the next man. But I must admit, this, I mean, we are what? We are 12, 16, and 30, well, about 47 days into the new year. And this, to me, is the biggest joke. And I don't think it will be bettered as a joke, this. But apparently, and now bear with me on this, because you may think I'm lying. You may think I'm lying, but no. <laughs> Making me laugh, say this. Um, <laughs> former Leicester City star. <laughs> Wesley Fafana rejects mercenary claims. I know! Viewers, I apologize. I'm continuing. Maybe, maybe we could re replace mercenary, uh, twat, dick, idiot, asshole. I mean, you know, these these are terms that you would only apply if somebody, whoever that might be, was just sat in the audience, well, in the crowd, if you like, watching a game, uh, and because. You're on strike or whatever, and, you, and your teammate steps up, takes a free kick. That's, that's a goal, marvelous free kick, marvelous goal. And you would sit there and not celebrate. In fact, you know, find it very hard to take your eyes up off the phone. I can't imagine anybody doing that. Can you? The Premier League is back, and we've got it all covered here on Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe. It is. Lisa is in. Good evening, Lisa. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Have we seen you before? If not, welcome along for the first time. Please subscribe. If so, welcome back. Nice to have you. Yeah, there's an old, well, I say an old face. Let's just forget the face. Here's an old one. Mike, how the devil are you? Uh, you're fine, apparently. Welcome along. I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe Wes Wesley Fafana. I really, really don't. As Brad likes to call him, the French Voldemort. But uh, I think it's just, don't call me a mercenary. Yeah, well, that was a lot politer than I was thinking of calling you, Wesley. Believe you me. So, this weekend, it's a small matter. Just a small matter of... Uh, oh, Nate is in. Good evening, Nate. How the devil are you? So, welcome along. Uh, we will be joined by Rich from Rich Sports, Man United channel, about nine o'clock. And we'll also be joined by Brad as well, who I believe is just finishing off his top tens uh, battles with uh, with Big Ant. So they'll be joining us later. Do look at the stats first. Um, <laughs> of course, the stat is the biggest knobhead of the week, Wesley Fafana. But let's move on. I won't, I won't mention it again. I promise. I promise. I promise I won't mention it again. What a twat. That lasted, <laughs> Anyway, let's have a look at some facts and figures for you ahead of this game. How I am feeling very, oh no, confidence is the wrong word because it's Manchester United, but I'm feeling more confident than I was a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't want to put any pressure on, you know, Tete, 
Christianson, Sutar, but I'm really excited. Since they've come in, it seems to have regalvanized the squad. What do you think? Rennie's in. Good evening, Rennie. How are you? Well, let's go through some stats. Here we go. Head to head. We have played Manchester United 33 times in the Premier League. <laughs> My favourite saying. Where did you find that from? Of course it is. It is Tete time. Um, we played them 33 times. Manchester United have won 20. Or we've won four. Uh, but there has been nine draws. I think we got two draws against them, didn't we? When when we won the league, uh, but look, they've won they've won ten at home, and we've won two away. So, if you look at that, and I know football's not played on paper, but if you look at that, it, <laughs> you probably have to say Man United are the favourites. Now, you know, this season, look, Man United to me, um, I think they've got the best manager that they've had for a while in. Um, he certainly knows how to drive. Um, he got rid of a certain Portuguese pain in the arse. Um, there's a lot of them, isn't it? <laughs> there's a lot of these foreigners that are pain in the arses. <coughs> Wesley Fofana. Um, but I just, I hadn't got them down for doing so well. I thought this season was going to be very much a, um, a bit like Arsenal for the last couple of years, you know, very much a, well, well, how can I say, rebuild season. But it's not, you know, had they not lost a couple of silly games, they could probably be challenging Arsenal and Man City. So, well, fair play to them and fair play to Ten Hag. So, um, um, I'm, I'm, like I say, still worried. But then again, who would have thought we'd have put uh, beaten Aston Villa? Uh, I mean, never beaten anybody higher than, I think, about 14th, 13th in the table. And then, of course, went and beat Spurs. We mashed the Spuds. We mashed the Spuds. David is in. Good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, and as Rennie says there, still no Casemiro. Indeed. Um, if that is, I haven't sort of seen who they've got as injured, but that is great news. And wasn't it good? Wasn't it good to see... Ricardo back, <laughs> he is, and of course because I like I think Ricardo can play further up the field. So we've lost all Brighton. Yes, we've got Tetti in, but if Tetti is injured or or is God help us sent off and has to uh, miss some games, we can always of course push Ricardo up there. Uh, I think it, it is as good in there as he is at right back. Um, Mike, you are quite right, sir. First Villa, then Spurs, to Man United next for a walloping. Look, when, when you looked at February, because of course we didn't know who we were going to get in the World in the World Cup, in the FA Cup. Um, when you looked at February and you looked at Villa, Spurs, Man United, Arsenal, I'm thinking, bloody hell, this is the month from hell. I thought if we're going to get three points from anybody, it was going to be Villa. No disrespect to them, but looking at those teams, you would do. Um, yeah. Spurs, I just did not see that coming at all. I mean, who would have thought that that, that would have happened? <laughs> Certainly not me. You didn't expect that, did you? Did you? No. 
No, I certainly did not. Um, Man United, I think, will be our toughest game. Arsenal, they are struggling a little bit. Maybe they're feeling the heat at the top of the division. I thought it was theirs to lose. Uh, looks like that's what they're going to do. Um, and Anthony is still injured, apparently, as well. So, good news there. Well, not for him, obviously, and I don't wish him any harm. <laughs> but uh, there we go. But these are our last games against Manchester United. Um, we lost in the reverse fixture earlier this season, 1-0. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't a walloping. Uh, we got a draw with them back in April last season. Um, we beat them 4-2 in October. 4-2. Now, that rings a bell. Um, I like that score. I do. Um, oh, I've put my prediction in now, otherwise I could have changed it to 4-2. Um, we then beat them again in May 2021. Uh, and we beat them again in March 2021. Before of that, before we before that, so we drew with them two two. So yeah, we've not you know won that many, but of those four wins, three of those have been quite recent. So maybe maybe it's and you know looking at us, maybe it's Manchester United that worry. Um, I hope Brendan sticks with the same team. I really really do. Um, simply because it's a winning team. Um, let me just pull something else up while I'm, I'm at this. I always forget to do this. Um, football apps. Do, 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 do. There we go. There it is. Um, I hope he doesn't start now linking. Oh, this is Manchester United, so we've got to change things around a bit. Because <laughs> that's, that's when... You know what he's like. That's when it goes wrong. Um, Man United, yeah. I mean, if he's doing what he's doing now with weak, you know, weakish team and a team that he's rebuilding, what the bloody hell is he going to do? When, you know, when he gets to um, there's a full squad. I think they've got a good manager there. I really, really do. Um, these are the last games that we've played. Um, Manchester United. Thank you, Manchester United. Beat Leeds 2-0. Um, but the first time, they were 2-0 down against Leeds. So, as you can see, Manchester United are susceptible to, uh, to to not necessarily, you know, really going for it in the game. I mean, for Leeds to go 2-0 up against Man United, they just sat the manager as well. Um, we have said that. It's a bit of a bounce. They beat Palace 2-1. Uh, they lost to Arsenal 3-2. In fairness, they were unlucky to do that. Uh, and they drew 1-1 with Crystal Palace in the game before that. Going back six games, we lost to uh, Fulham 1-0. We lost to some little piddly team up in, you know, up further up the M1. I don't know what they're called. Uh, but then, look, since then, Brighton 2-2. We have the win against Walsall in there as well. Villa 4-2. Spurs 4-1. Three games, four games, really, if you count the cup, unbeaten. I never thought I was going to see that this season. Did you? Really? Ah. Oh. Mike says, really fancy our chances uh, against Arsenal too. There's going to go 3-1 to the Foxes. I think we can get something from Arsenal now. Looking at them, looking at them, 
because uh, they want revenge, but that will be the next game. When they come to us, they might be in a, you know, back, well, depending on how Manchester City do. They may they may be really starting to panic. And like I say, maybe that pressure has got to them. You know, the pressure that didn't get to Leicester once we were top. Maybe it's got that. <laughs> That's getting to Arsenal. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, what a shame. Uh, Kier keeps on this. T- exactly, exactly. Um, you, me, and everybody else, whatever we were predicting in the prediction shows and on people's other people's shows, Spurs shows, etc. Let's be honest, none of us actually believe that we could win it. Uh, and I don't, if you said you did, you are a liar. Uh, <laughs> with the best, <laughs> the best will in the world. Look, goals and assists. Marcus Rashford, how is he hitting the thing of form? That is a little bit worrying. Um, I, I like Mark. I like uh, Marcus Rashford. Uh, if I had a chance to buy him a cane, I would probably buy Marcus Rashford. To be honest with you, uh, he's got twelve goals. Madison nine, Barnes eight. Uh, but then again, you know, look at Kalechi. Look at Kalechi. I mean, he, he just likes scoring at the moment, doesn't he? <laughs> he? He can't stop scoring, and of course. He is our own natural. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Assists. Christian Eriksen, seven. Madison, five. Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes, four. Um, Please, please, God. I mean, I know we've got Dakar. And I know we've got Jamie Vardy. And Jamie Vardy came on... For the last was it 15 20 minutes against Spurs, and that's fine. That's that's how I want him to be used. But please, suddenly, please, please don't think, oh, let's give Kalechi a rest. No, Vardy's not scoring. Love Vardy to bits. I'd have his babies, you know that. But he isn't on form goal wise at the moment. Ianacho is. Ianacho gets the starts. Daka, maybe start him for. The Rovers, Bristol Rovers, Bristol Rovers, Blackburn Rovers in the um, uh, in in the FA Cup, uh, and then again bring Vardy on. And, but you've got to start Ianacho now. We did a show the other day; it is still on there if you want to check it. And that is um, the, the debate show, Question Time. And I thought it was you know it, it, we go where the chat takes us and, and and respond to those sort of points that are raised. Um, but we always start it off, and the one I started off with, should Kalichi Iniacho be a first, you know, be the first name, be, be our number one striker? And I think everybody was actually saying, <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, Victor will stop Rashford from scoring. I mean, we've had a couple of, he's had a couple of ish, ishy moments, in fairness. When there was the own goal, um, but let's be honest with you, if you're going to score an own goal, do it a couple of weeks after somebody else has scored two, and you, people aren't going to hear that mad at you. But I tell you what, Mount Faze came across, tapped him on the shoulder. I'm sure he was having a word with him at half time. At half time, um, Victor was immense last one, he will stop it, step it up in the air. The only thing is, I mean, he was lucky because, of course, the ball hit his knee and went up and over. What I did like when that happened. His celebration, and it, I mean, if he ever scores a goal, God, get out of his way because he'll be running, <laughs> be running into the town centre. He really will. 
Welford Road, boom, down we go. Um, but, uh, but unfortunately, again, and it wasn't a mistake, but he, he, he put his foot, it was right to try and clear it, but it was spinning, it came off his foot. And let's be honest with you, uh, the guy that scored for Tottenham didn't have to really do much, did he? Um, same squad against United, oh, definitely 110,000 million percent. Uh, and I've, if I've told you not to exaggerate once, I've told you 10,000 million percent. Uh, trouble is, Randy Rashford usually plays on the left, so it'll be up against Castagna or Ricky P. So it might be a bit of a struggle, uh, but we need both Faze and Soutard to be on their game. We need we need the starting 11 and up to five substitutions to be on their game as well, with uh, without a doubt. Um, passes. Martinez has had the most with uh, 1,158. Tielemans actually uh, second with 1,147. And Luke Shaw, as you can see there, third with 1,121. Uh, Casimiro has put in 56 tackles, but uh, Randy tells me he's not playing. Uh, Fernandez 53. Castagna, 52. Uh, Terry's in. Yeah, all good with me. All good with you too, I hope. We'll be picking a team later. We've got no Craig tonight, but we have got Brad, who is st stepping manfully into his shoes. Um, <laughs> I think that's the word. Uh, he's just finishing off his show at the moment. Um, so let us look very, um, Lisa, I do hope that Terry knows you and it's a, it's, that is a joke. Uh, it's that sort of comment that, uh, can see you removed. So this is how the table stand. Manchester United, un I say unbelievably for me, are in third. Um, <laughs> I take it you know you know her, Terry. If you know it, I'll uh, I thought I'll give you a few minutes to see if you respond to it. Do tell me, Terry, if you know her. Uh, Manchester United sat, sat in third place with forty six points. The last uh, six games, one drawn, lost, one drawn, one. Um, Leicester twenty four points. Um, we sat in thirteenth. So let's hope it's not unlucky for us. Lost, 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 drawn, 1-1. One, one. We're going in the right direction. And let's be honest with you, we can't always rely on the smaller teams that are coming up to play. Um, and uh, we, we will, uh, we've got to play these big teams at some point. Um, oh, do you, did you not know her? Did you not know her, Terry? And if that's the case, you've done the right thing. Well done. Um, let's have a look at the form tables. Um, so, on overall form, Man United are fifth in the form table. Leicester City are up to 12th in the form table. Um, so, uh, 11 points from the last six games for Man United, seven points from the last six games for Leicester. Uh, what I've got to say is, I mean, <laughs> that will look better if we carry on this streak because obviously the last games will be dropping off the back. Um, okay, Terry, in that case, well done, mate. Well done. You did the right thing getting rid of her. Um, and then if we look at the home form, ooh. <laughs> 
Oh, as it stands, home form, Manchester United are top with 16 points. Uh, and I don't know what was up with her, David. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's surprised because she had waited a while because she was in right at the start and she'd waited a while. But, um, you know, <laughs> we're not got a case here of... Uh, I thought when you replied, okay, Terry, that you knew her. I, mean, I don't know the case of, you know, Terry and Lisa sitting in the tree. Um, <laughs> sorry, Terry. <sighs> oh, God. Will you tell your wife not to come in, Terry? Please. I've told you before, but this is a family show. Tell her you'll see her after the show. Um, Mike says our defence looks so much better now. Excellent. To say that we've got three new players in that back four, it's amazing. Um, midfield is excellent and up front we're looking good. Chris, we all love Nacho and must start every game. Uh, yeah, about the uh, Dakar's progress, especially as Nacho is so hot. Dakar needs a good run as well, which he's not been getting. Nacho never got a good run until the end of that season, a few seasons ago. And when he did, wham, he was on um, on form. Um, but yeah, but I know I know what you're saying, Mike. But in, <laughs> I was talking to Ian Hume last night. What a lovely, lovely guy, by the way. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, please go to Leicester Till I Die TV. Uh, it's either under latest shows or the interview zone. And it, was, it was an hour and a half of pure joy. I mean, I'm, I always feel quite honoured that um, I get to speak to these players. Uh, you know, I, I've watched these from 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 the you know from, from from the sidelines, and you know they've been been my heroes in so many ways. Um, but I just. He he was just a joy. I've never had a show go on as long as that before. I literally hadn't noticed the time. And I said to him about Nacho and Daka and what have you, and it was always going to be hard while Vardy was on form because, you know, how do you replace Vardy if he's on form? You know, you just don't. Um, Nacho, I think, is now suffering from... Sorry, Daka is now suffering from what Nacho was suffering from. And in the fact that he's not getting the game time. Um, oh, you saw it, Mike. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, those conversations are your favourite. Look, I'm going to go off at a bit of an angle here because we'll come back to the stats in a minute. But, guys, if you like those conversations... Um... <laughs> You look, you looking bugger. That's all I'll say, Terry. Share them around. Don't keep them all for yourself. Typical, typical. Um, but no, if you like those conversations, if you like what we did with Ian Hume next Wednesday at nine o'clock, it's a small matter of this guy, Stan Collymore. Wednesday, the 22nd, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, Wednesday the 22nd at 9 o'clock. I checked with him uh, earlier on today. Seki was still okay. He said yes. Uh, and we're reminding him next week as well. Um, it's going to be a very, very interesting conversation. The one that got away from me only played 11 games, but I've got a signed picture of him up on the wall with his match ball after that Sunderland game. I mean, ah. Uh, 
I'm, 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 that I'm going to be nervous but honoured for. So Stan, Stan the man, will be here next Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Um, but yeah, so Daka, will, once he gets that run and gets that goal that will give him confidence, because let's be honest with you, four goals against Moscow in the Europa, he, we know he can do it. Um Question for one and all. 70 minutes gone. Nacho comes off. Who would you choose to come on, Vargs or Dakar? I'm going to come back to that in a second. Um, he was indeed. He was indeed. Um, yeah, so, but look at our away form. Our away form, we're second in the form table on away games. My God. Is, is this the same Leicester I'm talking about that I was talking about three or four months ago? Wow, what has happened? Um, let's put this one up for you. This just shows uh, Manchester United's strengths. They are very strong at counter-attacks. We are very strong at shooting from direct free kicks. Um, you can see their strengths there. Um, finishing scoring chances, attacking down the wings, creating chances using through balls. You, you can read it there. Uh, well, unless you obviously listen on the podcast, uh, creating chances through individual skill, coming back from losing positions, um, lesser strengths, creating long shot opportunities, finishing scoring chances and counter-attacks. That will obviously, I believe, get better the further into the season we go and the better we do. Uh, Manchester United's weaknesses is avoiding offside, uh, stopping opponents from creating chances, defending set pieces, um, Defending against long shots, come on, Madden, uh, madam, come on, Madison. <laughs> God, I tell you what, this vodka and coke. Well, I shouldn't blame that all the time, it's just my teeth. Um, <laughs> um, avoiding fouling in dangerous areas, Leicester's weaknesses. Uh, defending counter attacks, defending set pieces. No, shit, Sherlock, earlier aerial duel. Defending against um, skillful players, protecting the lead, stopping opponents from creating chances, and defending against long shots. Um, Brad is in. We'll bring him in in a second. Uh, and here's just the style of the teams. Manchester United style is short passes, attempting the through balls often, taking long shots, possession football, attacking down the left and aggressive. Um, Leicester like to play with width. Attacking down the left, take long shots, short passes, attempting the through balls often, non-aggressive, playing in their own half and playing the offside trap. And that is your stats. Um, I won't ask what you were getting up to in LA as a young man, David. I really won't. Uh, Stan the man, what a player. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Just as a final reminder, I'll probably remind you again later in the... Uh, oh, Brad's in twice, not sure what he's doing there. But next Wednesday, 9 o'clock, Stan Collymore, in conversation with him, one-to-one. -one. Don't be there or be square. And it is only available on YouTube, and you will only be able to, to, to ask questions if you are a subscriber. Um, so do not do not miss him, or miss me for that matter. I know you can't miss me. It's like seeing the elephant man coming towards you, isn't it? But look, they got away... Say got away. I'm, I'm actually I'm going to bring Brad in first because he's going to like this joke. Um, 
<laughs> he loves my jokes. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no worries at all, no worries. I've just said that, though. We'll come back to that later in the show. Uh, Stan was electric, definitely was the one that got away. Uh, Brad, good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening, sir. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, looking forward to this fixture, which is something we didn't think we'd be saying before, no. well, a few weeks ago at least. Difficult month suddenly looks a lot brighter, but I want to start because you know you love my jokes, don't you? Yeah, you know, like like people love holes in the head. I mean, yeah, yes. yes. Oh, oh, it's up there with it, isn't it? Well, apparently, uh, I, I, I don't know how true it's in, but it is in the Leicester Mercury. But apparently, um, former Leicester City star Wesley Fafana rejects mercenary claims. <laughs> now he goes on to say that he doesn't want to be called a mercenary and i did suggest earlier a few other words that we could use arsehole was one that sprung to mind uh, yeah <laughs> i mean I, I i just found that very funny that he, he just he thinks that he's not been mercenary after his last two moves but there we go but let's bring our guest in. Um, I wasn't going to be looking forward to this uh, a few weeks ago, um, but all credit to them. They are they are sat third in the table. I I had them, I think, for six this season with the rebuild, so they're doing really, really well. And they've just come off a 2-2 draw with Barcelona, which isn't bad for a team going through what they're going through at the moment. Let's bring him in. Rich, good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening. My voice is a bit... Bad as you might be able to tell, but hopefully, hopefully we can get through it. Were you were you cheering a little bit tonight? Um, I was actually it was a very good performance from United, and I think two two is probably Barcelona have got away with one. I know I might be a bit biased, but if you watch the game, I think actually we um surprised a lot of people tonight, and it was it was good to see. I did. I, I wasn't able to see it because I was I was preparing for this. But uh, was it at Barcelona or, or at Manchester? It was, it was at Barcelona. So yeah, tough ah. tough place to go. I think we've never won there. Mm. Um, they're, they're t I think they're eight points clear of La Liga. So a very difficult game in the Europa League. Obviously, they they got relegated from the Champions League this year. So yeah, tough game. And we're playing like a game every three days. They're coming thick and fast. But looking forward to Leicester. Always look forward to the Premier League games. Well, yes, and uh, as I always say, if you if you want success, you've got to play the games, haven't you? Because they all all come thick. And yeah, fast. I don't mind the fixtures. It's good to be in the competitions. I would say Leicester seem to be picking up form as well, so it's going to be an interesting yeah. one. I think it is. Uh, just I'll put your details in the description below, but just give everybody a shout out where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Rich Sports. Occasionally, I pop up on other channels as as and when. No, great to come and speak to. Rival fans about a team, particularly as um, Robin, like you said, uh, it's a bit of a rebuild season, but maybe looking at the league table, it's going a bit quicker than we expected. Actually, quite a lot better than I think I expected. I probably put us in uh, like Europa League, fifth, sixth, mm. maybe. But if we got top four, I think to start the season, people would have been pleasantly surprised through Manchester United fans. And I think the fact we're, we're up there is you know, quite impressive. Yeah. Brad? You're obviously regular on the channel, but you do have your own channel. Where can people find your channel? Yeah, you can find the the, the channel Top Ten Battles um, over on YouTube. We've just just literally come from a stream doing there over mm. there, so 
obviously after here, don't leave the show. This is a great show, but if you can check that out, it'd be brilliant. Um, follow me on Twitter at Full Time Focus if you're into football top tens and stuff like that. And and yeah, you'll you'll see all the videos I do on there uh, when yeah. it's a quiz night or a or a show night. Yeah, Mike, I don't know what you mean. What is wrong with my elephant jokes? Well, they've finally fallen out the tree. That's what's happened to the elephant, haven't they? <laughs> if my phone goes off, it will be the Nelly phone. Don't worry. Anyway, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, look, no, let's come back because I was looking at some stats here, um, and uh, for, the, for just for the last half an hour, we've met each other thirty-three times, Rich, in the Premier League. Uh, you have won twenty of those. Um, we've only won four. You've won 10 at home, we've won two away. Um, but at the moment, we seem to like breaking these uh, these runs for people. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. I would, I would say, um, based, based on when we both played each other early in the season, I think both teams have improved a lot. And I think you know, the, the Premier League, we've, we've been you know, fantastic for a long time. So it's no surprise the record's very good. I think actually, if you look probably the last maybe three or four years, they're probably a bit more even. Definitely, uh, definitely a few funny defeats. Say, so it's probably a bit more even recently. For, yeah, funny you should mention that. I wasn't going to bring it up, but soon as you did, um, Brad. <laughs> I think you've got to say fair play. No Leicester have been what sort of top four Europa League positions for a number of years. So until mm. this season, so you know, it's, it well, is what it is. Brad, our last games, uh, we lost to Manchester United, as we said earlier in the season, one 0 at home. Uh, we drew with them in April. But before that, uh, in October 2021, we beat them 4-2. I like the sound of that that, that scoreline. Um, I think I've forgotten that one, Smoke. <laughs> in May 21, <laughs> we beat them 2-1. Um, in March 21, we beat them 3-1. And before that, which is the only far that I go back on here, we got a 2-2 draw with them. So the recent form, we've only lost one. Well, let put it this way. Let, this sounds better, actually. Manchester United have only beaten us once in the last six games. Yeah, it's it's a good result. And, and obviously, I think that 3-1 coincided with Leicester's surge towards the FA Cup. So, you know, it, it's always good to, to, to play United. And, yeah. you know... It, it, in a weird in a weird way, you know, they're at that point of peak of resurgency, aren't they? That I, I, I've said this about a few teams this season, which is why I think Man United and probably Newcastle are probably still a season season and a bit away from being seriously back. More Man United, obviously, than Newcastle, but in terms of a title charge to be back, but we we've. We've been right up there, and like Rick says, when you're fighting for the top four or five spots in the league, um, you, you have to be getting these results. And like you've said, they, they've matched that. We haven't. We've only lost one in the last six, uh, and it's always been a good game. It's it's something that was a little bit of a hoodoo. I mean, before these six games, we were looking back at Tony Cotty scoring at Old Trafford, and and uh, I think Keller was making about eight saves that game to keep us in, keep us one all up. So the fact that the fortunes have changed um, gives us a great confidence going into it, doesn't it? Yeah. A friend of yours here, Rich, of course, Darius. <laughs> you've got. I think it's complimentary. I'll, I'll, re I'll take it as a compliment. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> not sure it was probably meant as that. And I, I think he's talking about Ten Hag's <laughs> knowledge. Obviously, it's, 
I think that's what he means, indeed, indeed. I think so. Um, and uh, beyond the 90s in, Neil, I'm guessing, how are you? Um, it's a real test for Leicester to see where we are. It, it is. Uh, hello to the panel. Maratzin, good evening, sir. How are you? And Neil says, I don't care if we lose. We just need to see a fight. Uh, and Darius says, no, it's because you're bold, Rich. Yeah, oh, I, thought, right I thought it might be. I that's thought it might mean. be. Well. That's unnecessary. Have a profile picture of himself up, <laughs> so we don't know what he looks <laughs> like. You know, <laughs> you could have less hair than you, Rich. Um, but it could mean, do. This, it could do. This season, I can say, I think I had you down for like, like you say, probably Europa League uh, places. Fair play to Ten Hag. Um, you know, I think you have got the right manager. Um, and I think he was going to be given time, whether that was with the Glazes or possible new owners. Um, let's first of all, I want to come on to Rashford. because Not Rashford, no, I don't. I want to come on to um, he who must not be spoken about, that Sky's favourite brother. See, I've forgotten his name already. Who is it? Praise for Portugal. You got rid of him. It was a pain in the no. arse. Sorry? Oh, Ronaldo. <laughs> That's it. I didn't want to say his name. <laughs> you said he told me. I mean, he was yeah, only because he, he, got, he got three goals in some Saudi Arabian game and therefore reached a target. Like, he's not going to score three goals every game over there. Yeah. Were what what was the target with... he was reaching? Yeah. <laughs> Were you one that was glad to see the back of him, Rich? I think, to be honest, actually, if you look at when he was in the team, his contribution wasn't really helping us as a team. So regardless regardless of any emotional attachment to Ronaldo, which I don't tend to get emotionally attached to the players, I just want Manchester United to win. And we actually look better as a team without him. I think it's um, no disrespect to Ronaldo. He's had a great career, but it's he's not the player he used to be. I think Manchester United, we got the best years out of Ronaldo. Or maybe Real Madrid got the best years out of Ronaldo. We kind of trained him up for that. I think um, most most rational Manchester United fans will be Look at look at where we started in the league. Ronaldo had I can't remember how many games, got two goals. And his contribution wasn't really helping us. He obviously wants to play at the highest level, which obviously, well, now he wants to just pay for a lot of money, it appears. But yeah. he, I thought he did want to play for the highest level, but now he wants to pay for the highest bidder. So I'm not really bothered what happens with Ronaldo. It's a shame that he's it's ended that way, that he's just gone for the cash, because I think he could still do a, a job for a few teams but ultimately mm -hmm. just to really fit into our team it's not really um you can't build around somebody that age so i'm happy that he's moved on and we we can look forward to uh, you know giving youngsters the chance in our team some of the new signings as well so i think it's like a, it, it is a rebuild isn't it and you can't have a rebuild yeah. while clinging on to the past so no. i'm fine with it that's very true and you must also be fine if it's true that the Glazers are going to sell because nobody still, I don't yeah, no, think 100% knows whether it's a full sale or they're just going to sell part of it or what, but they look like they're leaving and you've got to be happy with that. I think that's almost certainly going to happen and there's there's lots of information coming out. Uh, someone that's been a regular guest on my channel for a few years, Tom, is going to do a podcast with me tonight at 11 where he... He works for the media. There's lots of stories coming through. There's basically, I think there was a deadline for bit serious bids. There's lots of consortium interested. There's, it's going to be sold. I'm almost certain of that. Who it gets sold to, I think, is completely unknown. I'm 100% I'm sure the Glazers will take the, the highest offer, but I think there are different rules and regulations in place. 
after the Glazers, which mean that debt cannot be put onto any club. That's that's against rules, against the law. So mm. I think football fans can be more confident that teams that get bought, there isn't going to be the same issue that the Glazers cause. So hopefully whoever... I don't, I don't want... I don't think Manchester United needs someone to come in and, and pump money in a bit like a Manchester City project because we can run sustainably. We could we could have Chelsea-style transfer windows sustainably mm. based on the revenue we generate. So I'd rather see somebody come in, run the club properly, like it hasn't been done now. Don't take money out. You don't, don't necessarily have to put money in and just run it as a sustainable business. I don't know who's going to win. There's so many people involved, but it does seem good news because... You know that I don't tend to like bang on about the Glazers. I know a lot of people do. It's just you know, obviously I don't want them there. But saying it every single hour isn't going to make much difference. I'm just hoping that this will get wrapped up probably in the next couple of months. I think I think there's like a deadline for something in March, April. But by the end of the season, hopefully a fresh start and we can look forward to the future. Well, good luck. I hope it I hope it works out for you. And I hope the owners are, are, are if they're half as good as ours, then you'll be doing all right. But uh, yeah, there, Brad, there are, there's some good owners. You have to say that. Yes, yes, we 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 are lucky. We are lucky. Uh, are we not, Brad? Oh yeah, definitely one one hundred percent. Look, uh, people can say I've got my old blue tint specs on, but I would argue um, with anybody. As, as, as Nippon once said, I'm sure you remember he's saying, he said it enough, guys. Uh, he said, I'll die on this hill in saying that we've got one of the best owners in football. Um, for what Not not just for how they are as people and decent human beings, but for what they've done for this club since the day they've arrived. It's it, it's very hard to find a fan that will say they're not, yeah, if not yeah. the best owners in the Premier League, if not one of the best in football. Yeah, yes. There's a few, isn't there, that, are, that run well. I would say Brighton and Brentford could be other clubs yeah, you could yeah. probably put into that bracket. But... Yeah. Uh, can I just say, and, and this is another news item, that uh, the, the three guys that caused all the trouble uh, in Nottingham for the away FA Cup match have all been um, sentenced over violence. So uh, hope uh, they probably won't learn the lesson, but at, uh, at least they've been dealt with. Um, that's good news. Yeah, it is good. So, Brad, like I say, it, I, I have been one side of that fence in favour of um, Rogers. The other side, I wanted him out of the club. Uh, I say I've, that often I've built a gate in the fence, so it's easy for me to go from <laughs> one side to the other. You know, I can remember not so long ago, um, you know, writing a piece to the BBC saying, Rogers, get out of our club. Um Maybe a bit harsh looking back on it, uh, but at that time, I think I was probably had the majority of the fans sort of with me. Um, this was his last chance, in fairness. I mean, you know, he didn't have the summer, which we didn't know at the time that he, he hadn't got the backing in the summer. He has been given the backing now. He wanted three positions filling, he's filled those three positions, and it basically he's got to get it right now, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And, you know, we, we've talked about this a few times um, when we've mentioned other managers. And, and Rich, if you if you ever want Ten Hag getting sacked down the line, just let me know and I'll start mentioning him because Chris knows my record when I don't... when I take a dislike to a manager. Four he's got rid of. Four he's got rid of this season. 
yeah. Uh, although obvious in the choices, but no, Rod, you know, we, we talk about in football that sometimes you've got to be a bit patient. You look at Arsenal this season, I know they've gone, I know the Arsenal, <laughs> I know the Arteta, <laughs> very, very true that bath time. No, no, I, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know the Arteta out came, uh, brigade came out in their droves after losing to Man City as if they lost to Chesterfield in the cup or something. Yeah, the I, way I they think the, the, the overreaction is. Is hilarious and amusing from a neutral <laughs> perspective, I would say. Yeah, it is. But, you know, we, we're also looking at it and going, well, for a bit of time, you look what Arteta's achieved. He's, he's brought them their only bit of silverware since Wenger's gone, I believe, hasn't he? Um, I could be wrong, so I'm not correct on that one. Yeah. He's got them battling for a title that's very, very difficult to, to pry out of a Man City hand. Uh, although it might not be if the UEFA actually grow a set and, and whatnot, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see when that comes to fruition we'll or see. not. Yeah. But, you know, we've got the patience and we said it, didn't we, Chris? We said, okay, you had the reasons, the injuries, you had the non-transfer window over the last few windows, because it's not just the summer one he's not been able to, to spend. And you gave us the reasons. You've been given the tools now to correct them reasons. And we've had the injured returns of Ricardo, et cetera. And obviously, fingers crossed a few more coming back through it and we've seen the instant impact you've seen the reports you've seen the ex-pros giving their team of the weeks and at least three lesser players making it it looks rejuvenated and I even said you know you can't get too carried away but it does have reminiscence of that team that charged up the table and was challenging for them spots it looks good again at Leicester the way they go about it and I think that short press from United is going to help us just, yeah. just, just on that. Mike's just Mike said here those three knobs are banned for going to matches for six years. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, <laughs> that Lisa, I don't know who she was. I think it's the first time I've seen her, and she was very, very quiet. And then she suddenly started getting a little bit naughty in the chat, as you saw. So you might want to just uh, warn her, <laughs> warn Dan if you've seen him or seen him or her. I don't know obviously who it is, but she's called. She hit him, her, whatever they called them. If you're a Sam Smith fan, is called Lisa, and uh, she's likely to start start being rude in the chat. So you might want to go and warn Dan. Um, I actually went on to Stephen's channel the other day, not on the channel, just in the chat, and I <laughs> I went fishing, shall I say? Let me just put it that way. I went fishing, and my God, did I catch a big one! <laughs> Bit. I said like. Said the hell, you're still moaning, blah, 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 blah. And I think you'd sooner have a different manager and finish third than Arteta. And he just bit. It was such it was such a pleasure <laughs> and an enjoyment. It, 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 it is though, Chris, isn't it? It's, it's quite unchallenging, unfortunately, with Arsenal fans. They're a bit yes, looking for it, I yes. think. I have my moments, but I don't think I'm quite as, as bad as <laughs> Stephen. I mean, as you look at it, uh, Rich, are you looking thinking, God, I wish, I wish we played Leicester, you know, before the window. I wish we'd not had rescheduled fixtures, but unfortunately that's kind of thrown a couple. Um, I don't know, because um, I think we've improved as well. I think the, the timing of European matches is not ideal, but you know, it's just a, the price of staying in all the competitions. Mm. So, I mean, I think we caught you early in the season where we were kind of um, finding our form a bit and, okay, it was only 1-0. I think we actually controlled a lot of the game but we did catch Leicester on a bit of a low so we were able to nullify you a bit um good point actually you know we have had quite a difficult match tonight we'll say difficult in terms of physically it's going to be an effort 
But Casemiro was suspended for a bit, and I think actually Sabitzer as well was suspended for that match. So they're, they're two midfielders that could be important on the weekend. And I don't think Rashford's ever tired. I don't think Garnacho will ever be tired if he's coming off the bench. Um, <laughs> we, we've got options. I think we've actually got more options than I was expecting at this stage of the season because Maguire, we, we joke about the price tag and things, but there's no reason why he can't come back into the team. We've got Ran playing quite well. We've, we've got quite a few options. Luke Shaw could be a centre-back, could be a left-back. So who knows? I think this, the interesting thing now is, as a fan, I'm looking at, the game's coming up, and I actually have no idea what the changes are going to be. That we could have players played in different positions. We could have something that you're not expecting. I'm not expecting. I think Barcelona weren't necessarily expecting some of the things we did, but we, we possibly will be tired. But you know, it's it's another competition. We're actually playing pretty well, so yeah. Maybe we're going to try and catch Arsenal. That would be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> they could they could feel like Spurs, couldn't they, and finish third in the two horse race? Yeah. I think yeah. we gained six points in three games. So, you know, we're, we're on a decent bit of form. Arsenal have had a little wobble, yeah. but we'll see how long that lasts. They don't but play Man City every week. And of course, we've got yeah. Arsenal the week, you know, the week after we play you, uh, Mitch. So, and we don't have... Maybe we decide the title, to... maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we could decide the title. Exactly, exactly. What's, but... what's like Leicester's plan now, though? Because I think relegation-wise, I'm guessing, you, you know, you're going to be safe. Very impressive win last, last outing. So... Can you push for Europa? I mean, is that the the aim? Do you think there's, there's some big teams down there though? I think I, I'm, I'm I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is nice to be saying this. I will say that is I'm going to go with the Rogers approach, and that is we're not going to get carried away. We're going to keep trying to push this four more. Okay, I think we, we're going to take. Yeah, no, but that's all you can do because you know we we could we could beat or get a point against United away, and then we could go and take the game to Arsenal, which seems to be the way he wants to do it, especially at home now, is is because them options are back and we've got them freshness in the team that gives us that other option, that you'd fancy our chances against Arsenal, but then we could go on a bit of a spell. And look, when you're playing catch-up, which we were doing, which, you know, ideally in August, we'd have been looking at that top eight, thinking we can get ourselves amongst it. We are 11 points off it. We have to remember that. It's going to take a monumental effort, which we are capable of. But right now, keep building, keep catching. And then if in April it's still a shout, I don't see why we can't Mm. nick a a conference or a Europa League place. We'll we'll, we'll see then. It's Leicester. I have to be cautious of the role. You might might be versus Chelsea and Liverpool for those, which is a a kind of a weird fight for Europa. I wasn't Uh, Well, I'd I'd rather fight Mm. Chelsea and Liverpool for a Europa League spot come the end of the season then for 10th spot because that's what yeah. we'll be fighting yeah. with the, the man uh, yeah. yeah I think, I think for, me, for me I think it's a little bit too far because I think we, we have had you know we, the, the gap is too big for us I, I think because we're asking for quite a few teams to drop quite a few mm. points and at the moment I don't know if Fulham, Brentford, Brighton they're just I mean, I'm really pleased for them because, as you know, I do like to see these other teams in the mix and and shaking it around a bit. And it's such a shame about Liverpool and Chelsea, uh, hashtag not. Um, But I just, whether it's a little bit too far for us, for me, if he can get us top 10 at the end of this season, uh, I would be happy with that, looking at where Mm. we'd come from and sort of the problems we had at the start uh, of the season. Um, Darius says, 
is uh, indeed playing for Leicester because uh, he's always a good thing for United. No, he's not. Well, as I say, no, I don't know. But it's it, if we're going on form, it's going to be Mendy if he goes for a defensive midfield. Definitely. You know. Definitely. Um, I would say if he's going to do that in that game, um, he's going to do it. I mean, Rich, just so, Chris, if you don't put, nope, do you mind no, if I... Rich, Rich, I mean, Chris brought up at the stats just before I joined in that Manchester United, you're quite good at that intricate little quick passing. Um, Tottenham did that against us, and I know you've got better quality than Spurs because, well, it's Spurs. But would you say that Manchester United will maybe approach the game differently, or do you just see that this is the United way, this is the way Tin Hag does it? Because that Mm. short passing, we were very good. At break, not just breaking it up, but but we got two goals mm. from it. Do you, do you see it as a yeah. threat? Do you see maybe a different style from United, or do you think you? Isn't that how we scored team? against you in, in the one nil? Wasn't it some intricate passing, Sancho and Rashford? That goal, true. I think, but like, broke yeah, through. yeah, true. But I would then argue that both clubs were at a different point. You were slowly starting to settle under Ten Hag's reign, and we were. A performance was was a win for us, not necessarily the result. It was in it was in conjunction yeah. of a very few bad set of results. So losing one 0 was was almost a win for us it, it, during that period. Would you not think Leicester, given the performances, especially against Tottenham, would would that be something that concerns United, or do you think Ten Hag um, is going to trust them? To I would say no disrespect to Tottenham, but when we played them, it's the worst Tottenham team I've seen for years. I think they got out of Ignore the league form, ignore the league form. It was the least competitive Spurs team I've seen that we played. I was actually genuinely watching the match thinking at some point Spurs will do something and then it was just 1-0, 2-0, game over. They did, they, they did nothing. I think they got out of their mm. half twice. It was embarrassing, actually. It was the easiest game we've had this season, I think. But it was, you could say, you know, argue it was a complete performance by us. Um, I think it's difficult to judge, isn't it? Because you look at teams like, like Everton beat Arsenal. I think the Premier League, I made this argument recently with people. I think it's the strongest league by a distance at the moment. Yeah. The quality, I think we're playing. I was a bit surprised by how comfortable we were at some points in the game against Barcelona. I think we're playing, I think Arsenal. Liverpool, Man City are better teams than Barcelona. They're more impressive teams. They're harder for us to play against. I think the Premier League is is ridiculously good. So I think Leicester, you put them in a lot of competitions, they're going to cause problems. I think it's a, a it's probably a more difficult game based on our, on our record against you guys. Is not I would say Luke Shaw, I think, has been incredibly good. I don't regard him as a liability. I regard lack of defensive organisation as a liability and lack of midfield structure when we lose the ball. I think we've improved massively in terms of how we approach the game, how we set up. So I, th- I think in the past, you look at last season, I don't want to write last season off because obviously you know, the players are still here, there's a lot of the same players, but when we concede a possession, we, we look like we're going to concede every time the opposition won the ball. You look at this season now, we're so much better organised that I think Luke Shaw, Maguire... Fred McTominay, all these players look less vulnerable. Exactly, we like the rest defence. We've got a defensive structure in place. When we lose the ball, it's difficult for the opposition to play through us. It was way too easy last season. It was embarrassing. It was so easy that opposition would just cut straight through us. Now we're so much more organised that if we lose the ball, we're attacking. It's not going to be easy for Leicester. You can see that we're grinding out one nils. If we mm. score first, then I think we could shut the game down. I think we, we are playing that way. 
I'm so honest with you, and Brad would probably agree with me here. You know, if you scored first a couple of months ago, would have packed up and gone home as <laughs> soon as you scored. <laughs> yeah. We like to come, we like to give teams a lead now and then come back and beat them. But I've got to say, and I'm just looking here at, at your well, this to me, and you, you, you tell me, uh, Rich, is this sums up your season in two games? You know, two nil down to Leeds, you manage to claw it back and get a two two. And then you go to Leeds and, and beat them 2-0. Um, it's that sort of season, I think, for a lot of teams, that anybody is beating anybody out mm-hmm. there. But, you know, I, I I was surprised at that result. And you only got a draw with Palace in your first game with them either. Are you not winning the games yeah. you think you should be winning? Well, the Crystal Palace 1-1, if you watch that game, we had I know, a crazy amount of chances to make it 2-3-0. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That game, we didn't take them and then, I can't remember who it was now, they scored an absolute ridiculous free kick in injury time. Absolutely ridiculous. So we, we threw that one away really. We should have we should have put Palace away. They weren't great on the day. Uh, I think playing Arsenal the weekend after that was, was bad timing for us. It's a, yeah. it's a difficult game anyway. And I think after the Palace game, yeah, we were, were close, lose, we I mean, lose... that, that really went down to the wire, didn't it? No, we didn't. We didn't have Casemiro. I know it's it's no excuse because you still got the other players. It was it was a tight game. We we played quite well in parts of that, and then obviously we came back to beat Crystal Palace. I think with the Leeds game, the two two, just poor defensive errors there. I think it was um, Ryan caught in possession. We just threw it away. I didn't I didn't even see that comment. <laughs> we we gave Leeds a two two goal start basically in that game. We were awful. Yeah. We had someone last season that didn't know what they were doing. I got misled by a lot of people that said he did a great job at other clubs. He didn't do anything for Manchester United. If anything, he just was running us into the ground. It was a weird decision, but then again, he's gone now, um, which is the main thing. Looking at our form there, Brad, um, not lost. I mean, it doesn't show it there because that's just the Premier League games. I mean, we lost to uh, to Fulham, who are, let's face it, on a good run. We lost to some little club up the M1. Uh, How on earth did you lose to that club? Just because we played them three times in the last six weeks, I think, and they've offered nothing. Sympathy. We didn't win us in the first game, did they? I mean, the most exciting bit was them smashing up Nottingham Town Centre after the game. I'm joking, (laughs) of course. I'm joking. But but since then, Brad, you know, we've got the Walsall game in there, FA Cup, which was always a tricky... Um, you know, a FA Cup away tie, a potential banana skin. But I, I say, I wouldn't have said this up until recently, unbeaten in four. 
Yeah, and again, you know, you can see it now in its entirety, getting Wolves all in that round and having the game won fairly comfortably, you know, in terms of how we played the game. Um, it just adds to the momentum and you need momentum because we hadn't, you know, that was the first real chance we had to see any of the signings. Christensen, in terms of just arriving, Sutar wasn't even in at that point, I don't think, because it wasn't deadline day or if he had he just signed or my, my days all over the place merging into one. So the fact that we kind of found a little bit of a platform to build off and, and, and then you look at our two performances in the league that have followed that, it is good viewing. And, and again, you're, you're, you're hoping that this isn't another false dawn with Leicester, but you talk about the two clubs being in totally different aspects to where they were when they first met early in the season, which was a very cagey, defensive Leicester taking on a ever-growing Manchester United. Mm. The corner here, in my opinion, not just in form, but in the way they go about the game, it's very, it's going to be very difficult. You know my prediction, um, Chris, of the game. You asked me for it yesterday, I believe, or earlier today. Um, we'll, we'll show what it is in a second. Yeah, and, 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 and that just tells you where Leicester fans are. And, and again, mm. you can afford to lose this game with all great respect because it is United at Old Trafford and you take the hoodoo of going to Old Trafford's not been too brilliant for us over the years. But if we can now have a performance like we've seen, but we don't necessarily get the result of matches, I, I, I don't think it will be as disheartening as it has been early in the season when we've maybe lost this game. Mm. I'm just looking at the last six away games for Leicester at United. And going back, it was draw, one, lost, 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 lost. Let's gloss over that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't go back too far. There's probably quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I thought that would be good to look at, but no, it, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. But yeah. this, this this is quite interesting. Uh, and Brad knows what I'm like. I, I love my stats. But as we look at the form table uh, on its own, um, Man United are, are fifth in the form table. We've gone up to 12th, which we'd have bitten your hands off a few a few months ago, like I say. Yeah. But look mm. at your home form. You're top of the tier in the home form. But on away form, good God, mm. we're second. <laughs> cool, right, <laughs> yeah, considering I think we got our first away point. Um, <laughs> we did that. I mean, that form is, is is pretty good going. I know it's I know it's only taking out of contention. The home form seat up there is very pleasing. And when you've yeah, like said, bad, bad, we'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, very true. We 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 will. And again, <laughs> with the season we've had, it, it it speaks well to see that we've gone from twentieth, which we must have been. Or we, we, we've tar- or at least close there with Liverpool, which is which is nice. It's not the way I wanted to be close to Liverpool in the table, mind. But to see a shoot up to twelve, hopefully we can carry that on and, and keep climbing all the tables in terms of form and 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 in the, in the league in its entirety. It's, it actually makes for good reading. This is a good good time to do it. Does it surprise you, Rich? Either yourself at top of. I mean, looking at that, you've not you've not lost in six at home. I would say I would say it's more of a surprise how how poor we were at home the last couple of seasons. I think we've always historically been pretty good at home. Um, we definitely, I think Rashford scored in like the last I can't remember how many how many home games, but we have a, a crazy record that when we I think when we score first, we it's very very rare that we don't. But that we I don't think we lost a game for a long time if we take the lead. I know we've, we've been doing really well at home. 
Um, I think I think Rashford's actually fourth in the league now, isn't he? Goals, which is a bit crazy mm-hmm. considering he's not really considered as a no. Before the season, he wasn't really considered possibly to be a striker yeah. or to lead the line. I think he's he's proved massively this season. Mm. I think last season, hopefully, it was a blip. Yeah. He did have some injury issues. The team wasn't playing great. I think this season, he's in, he's impressing a lot of people. And it's and actually, I would say, um, fair play to Brad. About two years ago, I did a podcast on my channel and said, if you can take one of our players, who do you want? And I'm sure Brad said, I want Rashford. I'm like, well, you can't have Rashford, obviously. But that's that's the player that uh, a lot of people identified as a, a top talent when he was quite young. Yeah. Was seeing him mm-hmm. hopefully approaching the prime, looking like the, hopefully the player that we're hoping to develop into. Uh, where did I, I actually read somewhere? He'll probably um, score when we play you guys, I think. Yeah, well, I think he's just he is on an amazing. Yeah. Um, he scored a good goal last night, uh, tonight moment. as well. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, like I think. I'm sorry, Brad. I just want to say no, one thing. Right. Yeah. Um, is they were saying uh, a, a while, you know, when Rashford was breaking through, that he was likely to be the new Inacho. Uh, <laughs> things have things are kind of changed, but Inacho's on, on seems to be hitting form, and if Brendan. Doesn't do, doesn't do a Brendan and sticks with the team. He's going. To, we've seen what happened, haven't we? Haven't we, Brad? You know, when when he gets that run in the team, he, he just, yeah he he finds the net. Yeah, and he's a consistent purple patch player. He's very much a confidence player, and and Rich is right, and I still stand by it. I stood by it then. I saw something in Ratch, in Rashford that I see in Inacho, and I feel that. I'm not comparing the two, by the way, in terms of talent, because Rashford's obviously back on fire and form, and we we need this to continue for for Inacho to prove that he was a shrewd buy from Man City. Because I've always said the same about Inacho. You know, they've both suffered though in the same way over the last few years by pe- going down the pecking order, changing not not for Leicester, but for Man U, it was changing manager as well. Personnel didn't help him. He was shuffled around, he was on the left, he was in the centre, he was on his own, he was with two. It, it didn't seem to work and it seemed like it was going to fade out from that young that young talent that we all saw when he burst on the scenes against Arsenal when he was 18. And now he's found his feet under a manager that trusts him to do the job where he wants to do the job. And again, not comparing them as talent per se, but in terms of their journey and how they're finding life now, Ian Atcher's finally seen, seen being given that trust to do the job the way he can do it and play to his strengths. And it mirrors Rashford in that sense. And, you know, I, I, I sense both of them can score at the weekend if, if they play because they both show they've got that about them to be the star of that team going forward. And I'm from a neutral point of perspective and for the future of England, if I want to look at it and in that perspective as well, I'm, I'm very happy to see Rashford proving myself and a few others that kept backing him wrong by, by what he's doing this season. I, I think Rashford will win a trophy. Has he won a trophy yet, Rashford? Yeah, must have won. Yeah, um, you, Europa League. Well, he was, won like Europa and FA Cup. Yeah, he but was he still there with the Europa. He won a trophy before Harry Kane has. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that's not all. The way he's going, his kids could win one before Harry Kane <laughs> But I want to talk about this player, uh, and I'm not going to go value or money or anything like that but Harry Maguire I mean I watched him I think it was the second game against Leeds that was on was on telly and I think he, he played in that game I think it's that game correct me if I'm wrong but I saw him yeah, make... no, it was in the second one it was yeah yeah and I saw him make a mm. run 
um, that reminded me of what, what he did at Leicester. And basically, you know, he, he took the ball virtually all the way up to the edge of their penalty box. And has he deserved the stick that he's got? I mean, he's come in as the biggest, you know, ever prize hmm. defender. Yeah. He was I'm glad to ask, that, actually, Chris. You know. Because when, um, when he was playing against Leeds... Um, I tend to avoid social media when I'm watching a match, just focus on the match. I looked at halftime and I couldn't understand why people were going quite aggressively into Maguire. If you watch the game, there was a chart I saw after. Someone had done a, a graph plotting ball progression. Harry Maguire was off the chart. And you could say that people's biggest criticism, I think, was a lack of understanding where he's bringing the ball forward, but he's not just booting it anywhere. He's actually looking for space, looking for gaps. Yeah. Picking his passes, which what to some people appears to be like hesitancy, but it's just it's just it's composure to me. He's got a good range of passing, something that we didn't see with Varane, which is probably what went wrong in the first game with Leeds. Um, Harry Maguire actually he was quite rusty, so that there was like one time where I think the ball was given away, and people panicked a bit, and obviously he got I think disproportionately blamed. If you look at the way Manchester United played, Harry Maguire had the ball a lot more than other defensive players. He was bringing the ball, progressing things very well. I think it's an, an easy target. It's a lazy opinion in my in my view is that people just want to, if we're not winning a game 2-0 after 20 minutes, mm. people go, right, this person's rubbish, this person's rubbish, why don't we make, you know, it's just, it's crazy. We because know that feeling. We know that, that feeling. You know, I, I look at the game and you watch the game and you see Leeds are no idiots. Leeds have got a great defensive structure. We need to work Leeds. We need to work the, the block around. We need to find gaps. And it's just like a chess match. We're kind of working Leeds. Grudge. Eventually, it wasn't the most fluid performance, but eventually the gaps appear. Eventually, when we take our chances, we've got some quality players. And yeah. it, it was a as a Man United fan, it was a great game. Leeds give us a, a great battle. I enjoyed the physical battle watching the, the, the players. And now we've got a great result. I... I honestly cannot understand any negativity when you play one of your fiercest rivals at their ground with the crazy atmosphere they got and win the game 2-0. It's just a great, great victory. I was happy. And I don't understand this kind of going into your own players that you're supposed to be supporting the team, aren't you? That whatever your view is on Maguire, he's a key part of the squad. And people yeah. might not like that, but he's a key part of the squad because at some point other people get injured. There's players I don't want to mention that just have injury issues in our defence, but you, you can't go in on him. I think, you no know, fair play. He had, he'd been out of the team for a little while. But there's a reason why he's first choice for England, first choice for Manchester United last season. He's, he is a good player. The price tag is something that people use to, unfortunately, to just he's criticise him. But yeah. we'll see. He's a, a player that could leave, go somewhere else, and people will, will you know, stop being negative about him. It just gets the attention, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, when the rumours when you know, he might have been leaving, I was quite happy. I just said, oh, we obviously couldn't afford him, but yeah. I said, we would have had him back in, well, I would have had him back in a heartbeat. I don't know about you, Brad, but... You know, although, uh, about... if, um, if he's available, he commands a decent transfer fee. A bit like McTominay gets a lot of stick, but clubs will pay a decent amount of money mm. for mm. players with the skill mm. sets these players have. Yeah. It's, it's just a fact. Oh, um, I mean, I, I liked when he was at Leicester, and I still like him. And uh, it was it was a difficult Man United team to play, play in that, wasn't it? Because there wasn't really anybody playing particularly well. <laughs> no, exactly. If you if you have a defense that has no structure and people can just run at you, every defender's going to look bad, isn't it? If you, when Man City play, 
um, don't play well and people run at their defence, sometimes their defence doesn't look amazing. But if they if they have the ball 99% of the time, then if it, well, the defence has zero pressure, does it? So Yeah. Yeah, very true. Uh, um, Terry, a senior question. We'll, we're going to look at the team later on um, when we've, we've let Rich go. Um, we'll be picking our team with Brad. He doesn't know it yet, but he's picking the team. But Brad, oh, okay. <laughs> but it should be easy. No, I should to do a good job of this. Yeah, yeah that would be easy one. That to be fair for a change, but yeah. So, can I just say, last last season, uh, Craig and me did it every game. We never got one right. <laughs> Brendan always surprised us. But talking about central defensive pairings, um, Matt Piper on the Leicester City, the, the Radio Leicester podcast, um, absolutely praising our two centre-backs to the hilt. You wouldn't think that they've only been playing together, what, two games? Uh, yeah. But yeah. in here, um, uh, well, what have you said? Uh, tactics guru, oh, sorry, this was actually tactics guru Dominic Wells, whoever he is, uh, believes that the Ward face and Harry Sutar partnership strikes the perfect balance in turning over play and allowing Leicester's attacking players to flourish. Apparently, yeah. Chelsea have already put a bid in for uh, Harry Sutar, ready for when his contract expires. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me with, with Chelsea and, and a lot. He gets gets comparisons to um, Maguire because that's how Maguire played at Leicester. The way Rich just described him then was what got us excited about him being a Leicester player. And, you know, the way he left the club and the, the thing he did, the act he did before by signing that big contract to help Leicester get the value they fought for him with his, his deal. You know, he's one of them players that I look at at United and think he probably fell victim to being paid to fit into a system and not built around. But they've sorted that out, United, and done that. But with Sutar and FaZe, we'd already said it about FaZe since he arrived, even at that debacle at Tottenham when he had to make his debut, bless him. Yeah. We've missed that aggression at the back to push forward. And, and, and you know, Brendan's not been able to really do that. We've we've loved Amati for the majority of his time at centre-back. Me and you personally have. We've, we've been a fan of him. Um, but, yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, Dave Dave doesn't like bounties, so his his opinion on things is just it's just sometimes <laughs> one of them we take it with a pinch of salt. But no, I mean, sometimes you miss that aggression, and when it's part of your personality as a football club, which it had become, if you look back at our seasons, where well, we've been either successful in terms of you know that tight tight winning season, but in terms of qualifying for Europe or, or the in, in in that season where we won the FA Cup and qualified for Europe. The format was laid from the likes of Maguire driving us out of defence, getting us into the halfway line, and we've seen reminiscence of that. So you can see why the comparisons are made. You look at the challenges that were made high in our own half, practically in Spurs' half in the last game. They not just won us the ball, but put us on the front foot and we went and scored from. And the fact that Leicester, you know, Leicester's fortunes have turned coincided with the, the signing and the way they play football tells you just how desperate we were to inject a bit of drive and, 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 and bravery in that in that back line. And, you know, that's why Leicester fans are now looking at this fixture with a lot more hope than they were dread. And and, and it's very amendable that they've done it. Who gets excited and 
punches the air. I mean, if he ever scores, God, God knows what his celebration will be like. We've missed that, like you say, aggression, haven't we? And, yeah. you know, I can see him, I can hear him. Well, I can't hear him because I've got no sound on, but I can see him shouting and pointing for the ball and, again, driving us forward. Yeah, and again, this is no disrespect to Lou Thomas because he's a fantastic defensive-minded left-back. And if you need a job doing to come on and show out a result, he, that's going to be the sort of play we get from him. Uh, and it, that's the impact he's going to have in games. And he's not, you know, he's not going to just drop off the face of the earth. I can imagine there's going to be times where he'll get played and picked. So it's good to see that energy. It has been needed. We We did mention it probably even before the signings that we, we, we had that with Robert Hooth and that carried us through a few seasons and we needed it again. The French Voldemort, you know, he provided that for us before he, you know, snaked his way to, to tenth with Chelsea. The <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, to see that back is good and it's nice to have in the team. Yeah. Um, before we come to uh, score predictions, and we'll let you go, Rich, because uh, I know you've got another show coming up. Um, how do you see Man United setting up against us? It's going to be interesting, isn't it? I think um, there's, a, there's a good chance that I think we're going to see something different with where Course has been in the team, and I don't know whether people rate him or not. I think he's been quite an important guy. player for us. I I was under the impression they were calling the the Dutch rude. The way you keep putting him on like he's going to do it. <laughs> honestly, don't don't look at the uh, Van Nistelrooy is just a machine that scored goals. The ball went near him and it was a one touch goal. So he's he's a a different class of player, a different just a completely different player. Yeah, but with yeah. of course you see someone that can be um, an outlet for David De Gea. You know, someone to hold the ball up, someone that can switch the play, someone that can bring other people into the game. I was I was comparing him to Heskey. He's a player that is not going to be, not maybe not Heskey at Leicester, maybe Heskey at Liverpool, where he's not yeah. going to be getting yeah. a crazy amount of goals, but he's going to make <laughs> every other player in the attacking in the team look better because he's going to be a selfless player bringing other people into the game. And it's, it's going to benefit your team, but Weghorst isn't going to be getting 30 goals a season, but he's going to be helping Rashford get more. He's going to be helping... Or attack and it's going to help us retain possession so it's an interesting one i think you know, in january who who's selling players and you know that our owners looking to sell where do you go for value it's difficult mm-hmm. i think he's doing a job quite well and it's fitting in decent people will just look at the goals though but in looking at the performance i don't care who scores the goals i just mm-hmm. care that we win i don't it doesn't matter if we win like one nil and it's i know bounced off some defender i don't care it's a lot better than a draw, so yeah, he's he's doing all right. I think we might see him up, up front. You probably obviously Rashford's going to be playing. Maybe no work, Sancho. I think Gonacho is going to be an impact sub almost certainly. In defence, I think we might see a bit more conventional Luke Shaw left back. Maybe I don't know if we'd see Maguire. It's difficult. It's kind of fifty-fifty. Maybe Varane, Martinez. Probably Wan-Bissaka has been playing quite well recently. Yeah. I think def, I've almost certainly Casemiro. So I think you can have that issue. Casemiro is going to be driving the team on. And then it's Bruno Fernandes, obviously, he's almost certainly in the team. I'm just thinking whether we'll have McTominay a bit. So I think it's going to be one of those two in there. Or Fred, actually. So midfield difficult to call. I think Bruno and Casemiro yeah. almost certainly. And then I don't know who else would be there. It's, it might have, there was going to be one eye on Barcelona as well. 
with obviously a big game coming up on on the Thursday, possibly. Um, maybe we save Fred for his energy, his crazy energy. Although maybe we could play both games. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, carry on, sorry, Brad. No, I was going to say yeah, you you mentioned the Barcelona game there. Do, do you see Rashford? Do do you think it it all depends on Ten Hag whether he's going to use Rashford? as an emergency if it's not going well and he needs a goal to get something? Or do you feel, given his age, he can afford to start Rashford and chuck Wakehorse on to rest him early for Barcelona then? I think um, I think Rashford is... No, but we want to win every every game, obviously, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can rest players in the Premier League and expect to... Like Leicester are going to be a difficult team to, to break down, to beat, whatever, whatever... whatever team you put out whatever team you put out is obviously there's yeah you're i can't remember where you are in the league but based on current formula i think he's scored four goals in the last couple of games that you're, you're definitely a better team than your league position suggests mm. at the moment so it's going to be a, a difficult game but I, I, I look forward to these games because it's a good battle like i said we haven't had the best of leicester recently the last few years so mm. hopefully we can i think rash i think it will show start. where we have moved to from where we were and yes we've we've had two good games but they're only good games if you carry on with sort of a yeah, reason, it's difficult sort of isn't it because form. any drop in performance not suspended for you because you were sent off wasn't he uh well um, <laughs> he was sent off yeah, whether I, he think, I think he's um i think he's um served it doesn't he we had two games against actually we had two games against i'll make he is suspended hang on a minute you might have a good point, actually, Chris. I mean, you, can never, you can never trust the internet, can you? But it's no, no, you can't. Think he, he missed two games against the twenty sixth of February. He missed two games against Leeds, didn't he? He missed um, right. a game against Arsenal, I think. I don't know no, if, he's, if he's not playing. If he's only right, missed two games, yeah. If he's only missed two games, you'd assume assume the third one is is going to be the Leicester one because obviously it's competition. Base not not on. Yeah, he got the red card. Missed Arsenal. Oh no, sorry, he missed Arsenal because of a second yellow, didn't he? So it was the different suspension. So yeah, I think he might be missing. In which case, McFred, it is. It's a bit, it's a bit I mean, he he is a good player. And finally, before say the scores, who do you fear from Leicester? I think Madison's an obvious shout. I think actually that against some. Tottenham, what we saw was just the pace and attack as well from, I can't remember, it was Inanacho and another player, the link-up yeah. between those two. Tete, was I it? Think, um, Possibly. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. Madison's yeah. obviously been like your player of the season in terms of, even when you weren't playing well, he was somehow getting a crazy amount of goals and assists in a team that was struggling. It seemed to be someone, <laughs> one player that actually, you got to credit him, when a lot of the other teammates didn't look like they had the fight in them. He was carrying it himself. He yeah. looked like he didn't let his performance yeah. drop. I think that's tremendous yeah. character he's got. We could do with a few definitely... bad games towards the end of the season, so nobody comes in to buy him. Uh, but <laughs> let's have a... I think um, he's an obvious shout. Yeah, yeah. Look at predictions here. We'll just quickly run through these. These there's a lot of away wins there. There is, there is. Um, with well, nobody went for a win last week, so I think they're all hedging the betting bettings in the uh, in the no. A lot of people are thinking you're going to score three, which I find interesting. That's that's a lot. Well, yes, I mean, Brad went for a 2 2 draw. Um, I went for 3 2, as did Craig. 
Jerry Taggart, who is actually top of the league at the moment, also went 3-2. Um, okay. Ian Marshall, uh, ex-player, went 2-1. Uh, Ian Wilson uh, hasn't let me know yet. Uh, Steve Lainitz has gone 1-1 and Steve Walsh has gone 2-2. Two, two. What would you? What are you going for, Rich? Um, honestly, I think actually you're a dangerous team. You scored goals recently. I think there's a good chance you get a goal, but I think I think I'm backing us to win two one. I I wouldn't really. I'd be surprised if we considered more than hmm. one at the moment. I know we did against. I think um, I'm going to say two one United. I think I've, I've got no reason to doubt my team at the moment. We're playing playing well. Um, no, Mike three one. Come on. <laughs> That's not happening. I, I do think, though, I mean, it could go either way, you know, but even, even if there's 10 goals, it won't be first on match of the day because Leicester are playing. Um, yeah, it'll be but, interesting, won't it? I've, yeah. I think I think yeah. there's goals in it. Looking at yeah. historical games, there's, there's goals in it. I don't see it yeah. being, a, I don't, like a, a complete thrashing either way. I think it's going to, I think we just. I think it'll be tight. Yeah, I think it could be tight. And I don't think anybody's really, really gone well. Mike went for a 3-1, but apart from that... My, my second guess would be 1-1. One, one. I think it's going to be 1-1 one, one draw or we nick it 2-1. I think it's going to be tight, but we'll see. Would you take the point now, Brad? Yeah, well, 100%. It's away from home. You're backing up a, a home win. Um, Man, you are not to be taken any lightly. That It's not Ollie anymore. It's not the old days of Ollie at the wheel. It's, it's a good manager with a good squad. Or the German um, accountant, for that matter. Yeah, or a German dodgy accountant. No, they're, they're, they're well on the way. Yeah, if, no, we get there, if we get there, it will continue to form. It will keep growing the confidence. You know what? One all, Ianacho scores. Nearest perfect outcome to a win you'll, you, you'll get. If Leicester play well and come away with a draw and, and, and Ianacho or Madison grab a goal. And then we'll go and uh, ruin Arsenal's life. That sounds fair. I think I don't know if we can let you have a point. Well, given, given like games against Barcelona, sandwich in the game, I think it's going to be a tough one. If we nick it, if we well, if we I say nick it, if we win any result at all, I think it's going to be very satisfying. As a, well, all I will fans. say is, just treat us kindly if you want us to do you a favour against Arsenal. Yeah, be nice, Rich, and we'll be nice to you. <laughs> Rich, thank you so much for coming on. Um, good luck, obviously, after the weekend for the rest of the season. I've uh, I've re I've redone my predictions, and I've actually got you as qualifying for the Champions League, which probably okay. means you're going to finish about eighth because I predicted Arsenal <laughs> to walk away with it now. But uh, I do think you I do think you'll get Champions League. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, but like I say, if you can just you know, leave it about 72 hours. That would be absolutely fantastic. Your details are in the description below. But again, just give a shout out as to where people can find you. And yeah, no, um, if you like Manchester United or Premier League content, quizzes and other sorts of shows, usually late at night, usually 10pm onwards, please check out the channel, follow the link. And uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Brad. Good to get you guys on my show as well. I think you can join me tomorrow night where we're going to rerun the same thing. But Maybe with slightly different views and we'll, we'll cover some different topics as well. And it won't be as nice tomorrow because we'll be on the defensive. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll have we'll have some Manchester United bias comments and we'll have some Manchester United bias predictions. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. You bet. Um, that's that's like, the way it goes. I mean, it's all it's all banter, isn't it? It's all banter. It's all fun. Really? And no, good luck. It's good to see um 
your team like, seems to turn things around a bit. So at least you don't have to focus on a relegation fight. You can try and finish above Liverpool because anyone that finishes above them is like you know, helping us out, pushing them down the league. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, like I said, just be nice to us. <laughs> we have got to play them again. <laughs> but I mean, when they came, when we played them last time, we had to score all three goals when they beat us two one. So you know, we got yeah, we no, do exactly. You didn't really help, then, did you? But no, thanks, no, Chris. No. Thanks. And anyway, all the best, again, Brad. Take care, mate. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank you, mate. Bye bye. Cheers, buddy. Ah, thanks very much there to, to to Rich. Do go and check his channel out. Uh, I know he's had to rush off because, like I say, he has got uh, another show uh, coming up later on today. Um, yeah, so we've got the prediction show tomorrow at nine o'clock, Brad, but we're on Rich's at 10 30. So I said we might yeah. be five minutes late, I, but we've got to keep I am jumping. I am jam packed tomorrow, so I'll be rushing through shows. I won't have time to breathe if I, uh, if uh, all goes well. I'll be on a show. I'll be on, I'll be on a United show. Then I'm doing there with the predictions. Then we're both heading off into the sunset onto Rich's channel. Have you not got one at two o'clock in the morning? Bloody hell, mate. Probably. Come back to me when you've got those. Then we know you're busy. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, yep, yeah, cheers. As Mike says, there, cheers. You have been getting a few right as well, Mike. In fairness, uh, we're going to yeah. go and pick the team and be interesting to see where you go on that. Um, but Leon said, Well, he said it to me, but we can both answer this. Would you trade Tete for Anthony? I no. mean, for me, it's early days yet. Anthony's been playing a lot longer, hasn't he, than Tete? It's only been two games, but <laughs> yeah, you know, um, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. You know, I, I I'd rather have nobody over Anthony. I just don't rate him. I just don't think he's got. I don't think he, he he's just all all twirl and no and no idea. Mm. He look he embarrasses himself when he puts it out of play and gives it to nobody. I don't like that. I don't want that persona at Leicester. You're at you're you're happy to him, Leon. In my opinion, um, with Tete, we'll have to see. But I'd rather have nobody than than, than yeah. that Anthony. I don't like. The way he goes about it, I think he'll sulk his way back to the for to the other leagues um, in 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 time. I'm afraid. Um, but here, um, we'll seventy minutes gone. Uh, Nacho comes off. Would you choose to, who would you choose to come on? And I'll let you go first with this one: Vards or Daka? Um, Daka. I would go with Daka purely on the basis that we have to pass the torch completely and that's not just choosing Nacho as the, as the lone striker and, and the main option which we talked about and agreed on in the debate show that we do mm. um, but for me you want to be putting Dakar on you want, he needs to get minutes throughout the season, needs to also get his confidence because Certain things happen at Leicester, and, and just when someone starts to do well, they kind of pick up a, an injury. So, I think we need to do that. Look, we know what Vardy can do, but I think Vardy, we saw it against Spurs. If if Leicester are 2 0 up, then Vardy comes on, he'll see out the game, he'll piddle their defense off and work them harder. But Daka brings that intensity, and I, I would go Daka. Now, you know me. And we've had the conversation about Vardy. So which way do you think I'm going to go on this? I think you're going to go for Dakar. I'm actually going to go for Vardy. And do you know why? Because I think he will... They know Vardy. I think he will, like you say, worry the defence. Um, 
But I want to keep Daka fit for Blackburn Rovers. Give no, Daka the Blackburn Rovers game to come on starting against Blackburn Rovers. Nacho gets all the league games starting and Vardy comes on for either after sort of 20 minutes. And that, that's kind of how I see the season going ahead, depending obviously how long we are in the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. I mean, both both would do a do a good job and and mm. and a service to it. I just think now they both offer us pace for different to be utilised in two different yeah. ways. Now, Terry, uh, I agree. I agree totally. Um, anybody else wondering if Rogers will continue with attacking formation against Man United? Uh, I put five pounds on the fact that he goes defensive. Well. Let me tell you this. Let's have a look because what we're going to do now, um, Mike says, "Good answer, Brad. You got a, you've got a fan, Brad. You've got a fan." Oh, sometimes <laughs> my football gibberish gets through and 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 seems like I talk sense. Anyone think I know what football is all about? Yeah, hang on a second. I've lost you. Uh, let me no. um, let me just get rid of this, and then let me uh, share something else. Um, and what we're going to do, Craig normally does this, uh, but we're going to we're going to pick the team, um, and we will decide where we are, who, who is going where. What formation do you think he would he will go for? I, I don't think he's going to change from the four three three that you've got on the screen. And mm. I know it's Rogers, but sometimes he can be st stubborn in stubborn in a good way, and and I think. You know, don't rock the boat. The options are there. Um, he's not going to go to a five at the back. Um, I think he's going to stick to that tradition that he has. That if he wants to shore it up, he'll chuck Solanchu on near the end if we're maybe one nil up or two one up or something like that. But starting wise, it's it, it's four three three. That's one thing you can guarantee he'll start it with. Um, Christensen. Got to yeah. Play. You think that, but Luke Thomas scored against United at Old Trafford the last time I think he played there, um, and that 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 um, it all depends. This 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 isn't in as cut and dry as people may think. It sounds obvious given Christian's start to it, um, but if he does want to go slightly cautious, he might be inclined to start Luke Thomas, but. I would like to see us start and, and, and keep the aggression going. So I am going to put Christensen in there. But I'm already doubting the Rogers, the Rogers curveball with that one, I will say. <laughs> you, you, like you said, oh, let me just... Uh... I, lo I love how you didn't need to ask me if it was Danny Ward or Iverson, though. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just presuming, you know. Because if, you, if, you, if you'd have shouted me and said, Oi, uh, it should be, um, it should be uh, Iverson... I'd, I'd uh, drop you from the show. Uh, now then, this is going to be an interesting one for you. Uh, right back, Castagna, or do you bring Ricardo on? I think Leicester are going to... I think Brandon's going to stick to his guns. I know Castagna hadn't had the best of games until recently. He played quite well against Spurs, which probably does in his favour. But yeah. we've got no reason to risk and rush Ricardo back. He got five minutes, let's be fair, where yeah. he didn't have any pressure on him, which was great. He, you know, he was afforded being his team being his teammates 
being 4-1 up so we didn't have to he wasn't being put on with five minutes to go so I am going to stick with Castagne um, and I in contrast to kind of what you said about Vardy I would look for I, I would look towards Ricardo's start being Blackburn in the cup I think that's yeah. where we're going to get 70 or maybe even 90 minutes from Ricardo because right now we don't need to rush anything back no. talking sense Brad. talking sense which like I said we haven't always had from uh from Brendan, uh, Smith. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I it came up earlier when I was doing the stats um, before you came in. We've had that problem because again, they've been doing a thing on the BBC today, where a, a it wasn't me, but a fan from different fan clubs for Leicester uh, had to pick the club icon, and the guy Sam picked um, Mark O'Brien for us. And mm. fair play. I think it's a good shout. Um, and we were saying, like, because obviously we've got the problem that if Tete gets injured, does he then have to pull um, pull Madison back over? And then obviously we lose how well he's playing in the middle. Um, Ooh, but if I would Tete argue. Gets injured, I, I can't see it. It'd be, it'd be, it wouldn't be that bad if we use Ricardo that further bit on field, upfield. No, no, it wouldn't um, because he's played that position before. He has been the right winger uh, before for Leicester when him and Castagne have played down that side together. So it yeah. wouldn't be out of the rounds of possibility if Tete wasn't available. And it may that could be the curveball. He could decide to play him there over Tete. Um, but I would say given the resurgence and the new lease of life that he's given to certain players, mm. it would be opposed to if Tete couldn't play or didn't wasn't the player the style of player that Rogers wanted to that Dennis Pratt could get on that right side as well yeah. because he's yeah, done well from scoring. That's true. Um who are you gonna put in with Vestergaard in the two centre in the centre back role? Oh, I'm I'm gonna boot Vestergaard straight out of Old Trafford. In fact I'm gonna boot him into the stands of Old Trafford so he can stay there. Right. You know you uh, said I didn't have to ask you about Danny Ward <laughs> yeah well the, the, this is just plain plain ludicrous putting Vestergaard there. <laughs> um, Old Trafford will not appreciate you dumping a lamppost on the pitch. It's, it's vandalism. So <laughs> re remove the lamppost. This is easy. This is easy. It's, it's, it's suit on face. And I do I do sympathise and feel sorry for Amati that he's been kicked to the curb, it seems, in that back role. But I still feel he has a role to play. Sort of similar to what I said about Luke Thomas. I think he may come comes in as that defensive-minded one and try and shore up a result if we do find ourselves in front or goes into a back three. But yeah. there's no way they don't start. It's the most obvious names on the pitch next to Danny Ward for me. Yes, no, no, I, I 100%. I was, I was being a little tad facetious, Bradley. I would never, I would never have guessed. What's next? We're going with Bertrand in the middle? <laughs> like, you, you joke with Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah, I had risk that. Um, okay, talking about the middle, um, who are we going to go for that central midfield role? Are we I gonna, think Keelamund is going to be, is possibly fit. I haven't, he didn't have his press conference today because we're not playing till Sunday. Um, are, are you thinking Mendy or are you bringing Telemans back or, or who are you going to go for? I'm I'm going to stick with Mendy. I said it after the post-match and we've said it all along, Chris. You do not deserve to just stroll back into the team when someone puts in a performance and, 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 and is playing better than you. I think we know, especially away from home, 
Um, Brendan, Brendan has made it very clear to us that he recognises he wants a player that doesn't just do the defensive work, like we've got very capable bodies of doing with Ndidi and Samore, but he wants someone that can unlock the door and put Leicester on the front foot. And Mendy is someone who's picking locks for Leicester at the moment with his performance, especially against Spurs. And... And he's we'll got a hole in him as well, hasn't he, the little devil? Oh, he can't half-ping it, can't he, just? <laughs> and, and, that that one, Telemans, that's what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I can do it too, you know. But yeah, for me, Mendy's warranted and deserves to stay in that team. I don't think anybody's really surprised where the next two's going, but one might not necessarily surprise you, but yeah, I'm, well, this one could be good. i on Mendy for a second. Um... Because where was I reading? Um, I, I didn't. I was on the. I was on the Mercury, and I didn't get quite past the laughing at the that the that he must not be named. Um, yeah, it's not uh, mercenary, but always, yeah, yeah. Um, I did read something that 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 oh, men, men may have. To, oh, it was on the BBC. It wasn't on the Leicester Mercury. That is why I can't find it. Uh, Mendy will want to go and play. And that is my worry. He's 30 now, uh, coming up 31. Um, you know, the, his, his, his next contract that he signed, wherever that may be, will possibly be his last one. Never say never. Barry Hales at 50 is still playing. Um, but do you see him staying at the end of this? Well, I, just, I think he should be offered a new contract, whether he wants to stay or not. Like you say, you know, there's no guarantees, but then there's no Telemans at the next season. Yeah, and that seems to be having a diverse effect on how Brendan's going about giving out more game time and responsibility to, to the likes of Mendy and Pratt that we've mentioned. And there's no saying that he might not think, well, you know what? If I'm going to get just over half, uh, half a season at Leicester each year, whether that's off the bench and collected with starts, I am 30. There is going to be a vacancy opening up in the summer. We're hoping not, but potentially two vacancies, although he probably yeah. wouldn't consider himself for, for the Madison role as such. But he might look at that and go, well, you know, colour me interested. I, I am fancying given, given, you know, a two-year extension and I'll be 32, 33 by the time that contract runs out. I, I'm fancying my chances with the run. If mm-hmm. it, and if he and if he gets hard to move out of that team, there's no reason why he wouldn't logically look at the offer from Leicester if one does come his way. And he does put pen to paper on a on a squad role at Leicester. I think he more than deserves it. And um, yeah, I think um, it would be very good to see yeah. to, to see um, to, to see him play and, and sign a contract. I don't think he'll go anywhere if he's afforded that. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah. I, I just don't see where. Where it benefits him to, to, to leave us. He was our most expensive signing when we signed him as well. Yes, for about three and a half hours. Technically, technically. Mike's gone for Yuri in the middle. Um, I would agree with Brad, I'm afraid. Nobody walks back into this team on those two performances we've just seen. Um, he'll be on the bench. I'd, I'd have him on the bench, definitely. Right, to the left of Mendy. I'm going to stick with him, even though he probably was one of the ones of the midfield that 
didn't cover himself. I don't want to say he didn't cover himself in glory. He probably was one of the few players that wasn't able to stand out in the Tottenham yeah. game because there were so many doing so well. But I am going to stick with Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Mm. I'm going to stick with Dewsbury Hall um, because the options you could play there um, just. Um, I think he's been performing better. Has he really? No. He's done nothing to warrant the drop. He still does run that ball forward. He does attack the defenders. Yeah, yeah, he does. And and he he does cause the mayhem. He probably does the job that Madison does, but he just does it 15 yards deeper, (laughs) if you will. He'll win you a free kick that you can put into the mix that's like five, ten yards just inside their half. And them sort yeah. of set pieces can be just as dangerous as a, as a Madison free kick, especially now with the added height we've got from our centre-backs that we can add into it. That um, mm. It's definitely something to do. So, yeah, for me, I'm I'm all for Dewsbury Hall staying in that mid- midfield. Now, obviously, you cannot go Perez, and I know as much as you'd like to. So, I guess we're, I guess we're seeing Madison here. One million, one million percent. We're seeing James Madison. Richard's spot on. Uh, I know we've got a soft spot for Kels, and we think he's done really well since he's come in the team. And that uh, Madison's been the standout player this season by a by a country mile. Um, talks are ongoing, Brendan. I, you know, one thing we can always credit when it comes to this sort of thing with Brendan is he goes, "Look, it's in the player's hand. We can only do so much as a club. Mm-hmm. Who knows." turn the season around, keep the good form going, you might see the potential to want to build his career. I'm yeah. certainly hoping so. But as far as lining up for Manchester United, there's just no way he's not. He's not in that team. So, And I've got to be honest with you, for me, it's the same. Oh, no, it's not. That's the wrong position. Um, <laughs> where are we? I tapped that one. Harvey Barnes on the left. Yeah, again, Christensen offered, has offered him that freedom that he's been desperately crying out for. I know the man we're going to say on the right has helped balance that out because we haven't got the, you know, rail betters superstar that hasn't played for them yet, to my knowledge, in Perez on that right. So, you know, Barnes has been given a new lease of life just by that alone. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's got to be Harvey Barnes. Again, very close behind Madison in terms of goals and his assist rate, yeah. especially in recent weeks. Yeah, I said, and I apologise. I was just looking at something, but I don't know if you said this, but Tete being on, and I presume you're going to put Tete on the right there. Uh, it has freed up Barnes, hasn't it? It's like almost giving him a new lease of life. Madison has been able to move in field, and he's got that new lease of life. And Barnes, it's almost like there's less pressure on him now. Yeah, and you 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 feel that, that some see sometimes a player a player coming into the squad doesn't just freshen up the competition for the position that he plays, but he freshens up what you do and are able to do going forward. You know, we can talk about how we haven't really had a right winger in about five seasons, and that we've had to go majority down left. And yeah, that is a very viable argument um, to, to make. But you could also look at the diversity. He comes, Christensen comes inside and, and, and tries to be an inverted wing back, if you will, which allows Barnes to kind of get freed up because the defence have to mark Christensen and Barnes and not just double or triple team up on and Barnes. And vice versa, when Christensen bursts down that wing, he can then drag the defence away on the inside and be an available, 
you know, and look at the goals he scored at the weekend, last weekend. Yes, one was harshly ruled out by yeah. a knee hair being offside. But the finishes he's been doing and, and that are proof that he he he's shown what he's shown us before and what Leicester fans um know he's capable of. So yeah, long mm. may it continue. And yeah, of course it's Tete on that right. Although, like I said with Brendan, if I if I was building what I thought Brendan would go for. I would not be surprised if Dennis Pratt started the game. I think maybe just mm. to give him a chance to settle in a bit more because he was a little bit quiet against Spurs. Um, but, yeah, I would be looking for Tete to, to, to keep his place. But, yeah, Brendan changing... Or are we changing him for Pratt? You know what? I'm going to go for Pratt. I think Rogers is one of them where he'll look at it and he will go... I want to try a little bit something different. Somebody who's not going to leave us a little bit open if he leaves the ball, because as good as his defensive duties can be, Tete does leave it open. I think Pratt's warrant enough time and enough effort on that training ground to give himself a start. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll wait one change, which might surprise people, but um, surprise me. (laughs) And it's got to be this guy up front, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, of, of of course, Jan Vestergaard is the... Oh, sorry, yeah, Ian Acho is, is, is a man in form, yeah. isn't it? it, it yeah. You know, it, it, it's what Leicester well, fans... You put Pat in there for Tete, Tete, you might be putting Vestergaard up front for Ian Acho. I, 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 I might be a little bit risky, but I'm not insane. Um, um, yeah, he deserves it. He's in good goal-scoring form with the role that... Um, Vardy's going to take the season, which is very clear, it seems, um, especially like like we've said over the last four or five games, it seems to be the case as well. And he deserves it. He's warranted it. We've been wanting it. We've we felt like that father that just wants to see the son succeed and when he plays in a football match and been given the chance to prove himself. He's had that chance. He's got another chance here because he proved himself in that one and he's backing it up. So long may it continue. Yeah. For me, yeah. Ian Atto gets it. Yeah. Uh, Mike says, I'm very chatty tonight. No particular reason, just got verbal diarrhea. Look, you're well at home with us two then, I'll tell you. Yeah, (laughs) we love the support, mate, in the chatting, so don't worry about it. No, no, we we, we don't mind how much you chat. As long as you don't do a Lisa, then (laughs) we are very happy for you to uh, verbally diarrhea away, you know. Chris is in. How are you doing, Chris? I hope you beat Man United. (laughs) Can't stand them. Lot of we'll do you proud, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do our best for you. I tell you, I don't know what it is, Chris, but every for every sort of couple of weeks, I get you adding me on Instagram, and because I've lost you on Instagram, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But uh, but good luck for you at this weekend as well, Chris. So that's our team. I'll put it out on all social medias tomorrow. Um, we've got a bit more. Well, it's, it's up to Daisy. I've done it again. Anthony tells me off for doing that. Oh, wow. I wouldn't speak about Anthony. You've got a clip made for him later on. I'll have to make up for my last show. <laughs> it wasn't, oh, yeah. wasn't, wasn't quite that. wasn't quite finger, his, his excited oh. finger in the air, but he said something that was, that, well, I, once I get it clipped later on or tomorrow, you'll have to look out for it, Chris, because it will make you giggle. Um, so, Anthony, load it so. as a short. Load it as a short. But, um, I will do Thank you very much, Brad. Um, standing in for uh, Craig tonight. No, my pleasure as always. No, I love to talk about Leicester, especially when it's going well. 
Exactly, exactly. Craig's back next week, but maybe that's a bad thing. Um, well, if, if we if we win, then I think there'll be justice for Brad hashtags on the show when if he returns. Yeah, yeah. If if we win, I'm not having Craig back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay on the line because I want to have a quick chat with you afterwards. Um, yeah, no worries, buddy. And uh, but just again, give a shout out where people can find you. Yeah, well, normally you find me hanging around there like a bad smell. But if you do like top 10 football things and football conversations in general uh, about top 10s, Top 10 Battles is my YouTube channel. Go and check me out on YouTube. We have we did a show before I came on here, so that'd be fun for you to check out. And a quiz, uh, if you like football quizzes. And Twitter's the best place to find me if you want to know and get up to date with everything that I do and sprout a load of dribble about football and Leicester in general. Twitter handle is at full time focus. So yeah, check us out there. But if you are new, subscribe and like this video uh, for Chris's channel because he's brilliant at the work he does here. You are a gentleman, sir. Yeah, and that's twenty pounds, please, mate. Add it, add it, add it, add it to your wage. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, me wage of zero. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh damn! Yes, I forgot that. You do it for the love. You do it for the love, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, stay online. Have a quick one with you after. Who uh, misses? And uh, I will see you back on Saturday night. No, I'll see you back tomorrow night for the prediction show. I forget that's Friday now. Yes, I shall be talking about that. I want to know what Steve got one of his 15 points. Mm. We'll have to see. I don't, I don't think... That wasn't a that... particularly good week for any of us, if I'm honest with you, mate. <laughs> no, no, but uh, maybe some if... tables have been turned. Well, if anybody wonders what's going on, if you want to go on to Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube when this is finished, there's a new section on there which is shorts, which is where the, big, the, the clips are going from each show. And Brad owned Steve. Let me just put that way. Brad owned Steve. It's the best comment of the night, and it deserved its own show. You know. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I do my best. I aim to please. Yes. Okay, mate. I'll speak to you in a second. Speak to you in a second, mate. Cheers. Thanks very much, everybody. Um, great show. Thanks to Rich um, coming in, uh, Man United. Um, I would have been worried about this, like I say, a few months ago. Now, yeah, man, <laughs> like we say, give me a point. I'd take it right now. But what's coming up? Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock, the prediction show in its new home on Fridays. Um, that will be myself. Brad and Steve uh, Linux, and I think there could be a bit of winding up going there. Half ten, we're going to go over and join Rich on his channel to talk Leicester. And then on Saturday, try something different. We're going to have a soccer Saturday type show. Uh, we're not playing till Sunday, so we'll be looking going through all the leagues and all the games and all the pots and all the pans. Uh, no, I can't do Brian Clough. I can't do anybody, if I'm honest. I, I, have, I have trouble doing myself. Um, Again, that sounded wrong. But I'm going to go. I think that's the best way. If you've been watching Leicester the Light Eye TV on YouTube and on um, Twitch, thank you so very, very much. And if you have been listening to us on your favourite podcast platform, thank you for lending me your ears. As I always say, you can have them back now. And let's just see. Are you ready, Arnie? Here we go. Good night.
thanks for watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans thanks for watching lester till i die this is chris saying goodbye and see you next time It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.